Today's episode of Down to Dunk is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong roots, endless possibilities isn't just a statement. It is Central Bank's past and future. It is their successes and challenges. It is more than 110 years of service that spans across 140 plus locations. Strong roots, endless possibilities. That means that they're here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net. Member FDIC. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, everything good, Andrew. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. Uh, but I also like so much when you have other podcasts on Monday because it makes my Monday very, very good. So yeah. last, <laughs> last week was, <laughs> was an amazingly fun podcast. And I was kind of jealous. I want to talk about Chris Paul trade too. I know. We'll get to do some of that today. Wow. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Mike Smeltz for uh, doing that episode. He also did that for his podcast called The Glue, the Glue Guys. Uh, it's a Brooklyn Nets podcast, but um, uh, that was that was a fun show. But I am glad to be back. This, this feels right. Uh, okay. So we have news real news about the NBA stuff that we're not making up right now, which feels strange, but, mm-hmm. uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted yesterday, beginning on May 1st, the NBA is allowing teams to open their practice facilities to players in cities and States where local governments have eased stay at home orders. Sources tell ESPN. So that's a, big deal because one it signals that the league is really going to try to finish the season mm-hmm. uh, in some capacity uh, and two it's just good basketball news and you know there's arguments whether it's good or bad or and, and I'm not here to, to say as a society whether it's good or bad I don't know all I know is that it means that we're moving toward basketball coming back again. And it does give an edge to the Thunder, which is maybe not a phrase that's ever been said by <laughs> by the league. And so uh, it's it's interesting because I, I don't know all of the states. Obviously, Georgia is one that kind of leads the pack with this. I think Indiana's one. I think uh, Arizona will be back. Um I know that you know California is one that won't be. There's no set end date for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Colorado will be one that will open back up, so the Nuggets should be able to practice. I think the Thunder will certainly be one. Uh, so uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how these guys get back, who's coming back, how are they going to... You know, are they testing them? What are they doing? You know, what's what's going to be the protocol here? Because a lot of these guys have been spread out for a little while. A lot of guys did stay in Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. there's 
some of these guys have been spread out. And so what do you do? Are you testing them when they come in or tests available? I mean, this is, it opens up a lot of different questions. Um, but it is the next, the first step basically being taken to basketball coming back, uh, which is really good to hear. Cause I, I didn't think that we would, you know, hear something like this, you know, on April 25th. I thought it would be much, much longer. And this doesn't mean the basketball will be back in like a month. But oh, it, no, no, no. But it, but it is the first step to basketball being back in maybe two or three months kind of thing. Yeah, I think that uh, we should be careful about saying that like reopening practice facilities means that teams actually do practice together. I don't think that we are there yet. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, it's I individual. It source. is individual workouts. You're right. Exactly. But exactly. still, like the facility itself, I don't know. You just want you just wonder about contact yeah, I mean, and whatever, even an, at an individual level. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, like, for example, here in Italy, there are a lot of businesses that kept working, uh, kept working during the um, the lockdown. And like part of that were really necessary. Part of that took really uh, good precautions uh, to uh, data that we have um, say that the number of con- like new cases related to um, workplaces are very low compared to the sanitary one or the family one. So. I, again, uh, we, we are no expert, but you can see a guy shooting in an, in an open gym by himself with a guy that passing the ball with gloves. So it, it's not unforeseeable that you can have two or three players uh, in the practice facility of the Thunder, which is pretty big, that can have their individual workout, have a chat from distance, maybe like discuss uh, something with the coaches and not really put anything at risk. Of course, you you have to be extremely careful, but I think it's doable. I mean, uh, uh, again, we, we we know more about the virus uh, uh, like every day that passes, and and I think that again with the due uh, measures, I think that this could be a first start. I don't know if this will translate in a month in like practice with the whole team. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that when you have like multiple players that get in contact with each other, you you really have to isolate them. Um, and and again, when when if even when the league will will reopen, I think that you start practices when you have already a plan on how to do that. But it's a good sign that like a guy like Shea Gilgis Alexander can go to the gym with his car, like being alone in the locker room and, and do an hour of shooting and mm-hmm. drills with the, with the coach or spend time in the, um, in the weight room because it's, I mean, uh, it's tough to be back, um, not just in terms of your performance by itself. I mean, uh, your shooting and stuff like that, but also the risk of injuries after a period like that is so much higher if you don't have time to practice. And so it's a good yep. thing that some teams are actually able to, to do that because maybe you cannot do some like real work in terms of chemistry, in terms of schemes or stuff like that, but you can prepare your body better for the start of the season. 
restart of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And it's it's interesting for several reasons because, I mean, I don't know what people picture in their minds, but most of these NBA players don't really have hoops to shoot on. And so, I mean, Chris Paul said that the last time he shot a basketball in a gym was the layup line against Utah that night. Yeah. And so, and we will have that Chris Paul call at the end of this show. I was going to put it on the end of the Friday show, but we went over an hour. <laughs> to me, I am i don't have time to listen to shows that are, you know, over, you know, an hour and 30 minutes right now. So, um, it's it to me, it's, it is a competitive advantage for the teams that can do this because it does get guys back in the gym shooting on, mm-hmm. you know, on goals and, um, working with coaches something that they couldn't do. So get some closer to, you know, NBA shape if they can do this. So, you know, come May 1st, I think that we'll be hearing about, you know, who's reporting, who's practicing and stuff like that. And um, we'll continue our slow journey back to basketball is what I would assume. I think optimism continues to increase as it should. Um, for the season to resume again we don't know that it will but there's at least optimism that it still could happen so which is which is good it's good to hear good news which is what we heard yesterday and again i don't i don't know all of the teams that we'll be able to i know like dc has stay-at-home orders until may 15th um but we don't know if those will be lifted then and I actually don't even know if the practice facility is in like DC proper, <laughs> you know, there. So, I mean, there's like a lot of waters to wade through to figure out which teams can and can't um, practice again. But it is certainly, you know, a step, a step in the right direction for, for NBA teams to, um, to get back on the court. So I asked for questions. So this is something new on the athletic is that if you have the athletic app and you are a subscriber you can access the comments section and i did a short video on my twitter feed that shows you how to do it but you can always comment on the shows those will get special attention just because it's uh, something for athletic subscribers uh, and we're going to answer those questions right now uh that you guys left for us. So we very much appreciate that. So first question from at Joshua M. How in the world have you not referred to Darius as super cool bays, Andrew? <laughs> Great question. And, uh, I miss bays. Ah, uh, I do too. It was so fun. He is, he is very, very fun. He's a, he's a guy that is not mentioned a whole really at all, actually, when it comes to like all, rookie teams and stuff like that. But I think he's a guy that has flown under the radar a little bit as a contributor to a team that's good. Uh, And a guy that I think that they have certainly missed since he was out with an injury. And so uh, I'm interested to see his progress, you know, physically, you know, over the, over the course of the summer and through this period and into next season, because uh, I think he's got a pretty big opportunity to grab. Um, but yeah, miss you. I miss Super Cool Bays as well. Uh, Jesse H. 
so we as a fan base have never been right when it comes to what Sam Presti will do. What is the most outlandish Chris Paul trade idea that no one has mentioned yet that you think could happen? I'm talking Chris Paul for Damian Lillard in a total Blazers teardown or Chris Paul for Harden in a Rockets teardown. Give me the craziness. Well, maybe maybe it's not Lillard, but it's it's not crazy to think that a team like Portland who is kind of desperate yeah. to 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 make something, to make something to to revamp uh, their future outlook, uh, try to to make a trade for uh, for Chris Paul. Um, again, I don't think, and it would be like absolutely crazy uh, that they would put Lillard um, as a possibility. And if that is 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 what happened, then OKC will have to pay a lot oh. in terms of yeah. uh, picks. Like we are talking Chris Paul plus everything that. <laughs> they got for for Chris for for Paul George basically yeah and uh, if you're the Blazers so for, you're probably like and you're not giving a Shea then no deal yeah exactly exactly it's it's an non-starter for both sides but suppose that there is a team um, like the the Golden State Warriors who want to get into um, like some players and yeah. and CJ McCallum is on is on the table mm-hmm. then. It's it's not crazy to, to to think a trade where Andrew Wiggins ends up in OKC mm-hmm. alongside with a good amount of assets, CJ McCallum en- ends up in a, in San Francisco, and you have Chris Paul important. Mm-hmm. That is something that could really happen. Yeah. Uh, mind you, you have to take into account salaries, and I don't have the important cap sheet in front of me, but I can. Uh, fix that in a second um i think there are ways to 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 put uh chris paul but you have to trade like mccallum is 29 millions then you have basically to uh confirm trevor is a salary mm-hmm. and you are at 41 yeah so it's it's not that crazy i mean you can probably move CJ McCollum for Andrew Wiggins uh, directly with no other um, piece. And so OKC will get back Trevor Riza and then um, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Something like that alongside Golden State first and probably an asset from Portland as well. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is out of the possibility that OKC gets like two picks because of this. Yeah. I don't think that's impossible either. And I think... Well, yeah, or at least one. I mean, m- maybe you want to say that CJ McCollum, sorry for interrupting you, no, CJ McCollum and, 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 and Chris Paul are like even, and then the only team that gives you an asset is Golden State. That is, I mean, yeah. maybe like a future highly protected Portland pick just because, uh, or yeah, something like that, I think. It's, it's not impossible to, to think. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix 
has the four essential electrolytes your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we talk about New York, and this is not out, not necessarily outlandish, but let's say the Knicks fall to like the fifth pick in the draft. I mean, yeah. Leon Rose and Chris Paul's connection is goes go. back far, you know, yeah. and they're very close. You don't think Leon Rose thinks it would be a good idea to have Chris Paul around R.J. Barrett and all these other guys, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson. You don't think, I mean, you don't think you think that would be a good idea and maybe they don't like anybody at five. And I know this would yeah. be very dumb for the Knicks to trade this pick. No, not in, not necessarily. But what if uh, Sam just think... says, this is the only way. And he says, okay, we'll trade you Chris Paul. And the, the Knicks are full of cap filler. They're just yeah. filled to the brim with cap filler. And that if you're the Thunder, that's all you really want. And you basically have all these guys that are in expiring contracts. I mean, you get there with Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton, Todd Gibson, Bobby Portis. You're there. Yeah, but you can get even crazier. Like, and you know fifth, why. The and, the Thunder... fifth, and the fifth pick in the draft. You know, I mean, you, you can go way crazier than that. Um the success of the Thunder is based on three players. Danilo Gallinari, Dennis Schroeder, all four player. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, and Shea Gigas Alexander. Yeah. Shea is completely off the table. Off. But, yeah. uh, like, you can trade Julius Randle for Danilo Gallinari in a sign-and-trade scenario. Yeah. Then you can probably still trade the other two players. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you do it in the right uh, order. Maybe you first do Chris Paul and then you do a sign and trade and, and stuff like that. Yeah. There is, like, I think, and, and maybe uh, John Hamm or whoever is a cap expert can, can concoct a trade like this. But it's not impossible that New York find themselves with Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, and Danny Schroeder. And no picks, clearly, like number four and, and number 28 are going towards uh, OKC and probably also uh, yeah. maybe a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., which I don't really like, but serves one yeah. purpose. Yes. Oh, yes. That is the exact sound that my brain did when I said that. <laughs> but if you want to tank, this is a perfect scenario. And yeah. if everything goes bad, well, you had a very bad season. I'm sorry. It's all Dennis Smith Jr. fault. We will not renew, uh, like offer him anything. Uh-huh. But suppose that somehow... Uh, he finds some groove with Shea. Like, you try the guy for free mm-hmm. in a season where if you are crazy bad, it's actually better for you. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, again, it's you don't lose anything. I mean, if you get two picks for those three players and one of the pick is a top five pick and you have a basically a clean slate in terms of salary in two years because Randall uh, is not guaranteed for 21, 22, uh, that, is, that is a best case scenario. So, I mean, the Knicks could probably pull this off by uh, having a little bit of um, savviness in terms of maneuvering the cap sheet. Yeah. Who would you who would you be targeting in the draft at five? Uh, at five, I mean, uh, I made no mistakes uh, in. Um, I mean, no secret. Sorry that to me, Ball is the best prospect, but yeah. I don't think he will be there at five. Um, no, no, it's, no, it it's tricky. I think that maybe a guy like Hilenes is there. Maybe a guy like Tyrese Burton is there. Mm-hmm. I would try to get a shooter and a creator um, alongside uh, with Shade. Even, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but Cole Anthony is. <laughs> I I don't like him. I really don't. Oh, I, I really like don't. Us. Yeah, keep going. Uh, again, if I have to draft him as an all-star, uh, no way. Mm-hmm. But to have a gunner alongside Shea, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Especially if Shea can be the alpha dog. Like, um, yeah. if he handles, the, if he, he is the clear leader and the other guy is just a gunner, maybe, maybe this can work. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's... Oh, also, you can like you can also draft a guy like a Kongu. Um, yeah, I was about to mention that, him. Yeah, that, I wouldn't draft a guy like Obi Toppin. This is what I won't do yeah. because he's old. He's um, I think that his ceiling is not so high. It's basically you see what you get, player, and this will not serve uh, to build the next championship team. No. Mm-hmm. You, you want to get guys that are, that can be either high-level uh, role player in a winning team, and I think that Okongu and Hayes serve that purpose. I don't see them being all-stars, but maybe, well, multiple times all-stars, but they can be very, very good role players, uh, even very good starters, like borderline all-stars, like Gallinari. Gallinari is, uh, we'll speak, I think, at eight, or like around that number, uh-huh. uh, and... If you get a player like Gallo in this draft, this is amazing for KC. Huge. Like, amazing. You you need to target guys like that or guys with crazy high upside. Yeah. Hey, is your mic on like a stand that might be shaking? Possibly. I try not to touch my my desk. Let's try that. Because I can hear it like kind of like trembling or something. Yeah, it can be. I'll try not to touch the the desk. Can uh, you hear me well if I stay here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, Kongu is really interesting because I think that he's a guy that will probably be, be available there, and I think he's going to be mm-hmm. highly productive. And I think he's interesting. What if James Wiseman falls to five or four or whatever? Oh boy! What if you have James Wiseman, Okongwu, 
and Halliburton, all available, sitting there. Who do you take? Well, which probably that's... probably means that Sam Presti takes Tyrese Maxey. By the way, is probably what happens there. But um. yeah, yeah, again, something <laughs> like that, or uh, Okoro. Uh, I mean, no. Oh I gosh, it could be Okoro. Yeah, but it yeah. could be Okoro. It could be. Um, it could be. He's a Thunder player in many ways. Yeah, and the more <laughs> I think about it, um, I mean, there are ways in which you can make Okoro productive, but yeah. If you think about Shea, yeah, yeah, I know. Not a huge core. I know, I know. Um, I think that if I have to choose between the three, and I think that uh, Okongwu could be a player that Presti really likes. Yeah. I think that there are ways in, I mean, uh, from the um, analysis that we did on Thunder After Dark, and if you look into stats and, and a bit of videos, uh, if you can, I mean, he's not a guy that has a broken shot. Yeah, that's I true. Think he has a sh- I think he could be a guy that has a career path similar to the one that Serge Ibaka had. Yeah. And, and he starts from, I think, probably a worse position in terms of uh, role athletic abilities because he's not a, like a, a leaper like Ibaka was. Yeah. But in terms of um, touch, in terms of, probably also basketball IQ, um, like the fact that he can actually catch balls when they throw passes <laughs> to him. Uh, I think, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's, I, that's a nice thing to have. <laughs> I think, oh man, I, do you remember like Ibaka? Dude, oh, I, yeah, it was, it's, yeah. It, it's insane. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think he's a bit ahead of what uh, of where Serge was when yeah. he entered the league. Um, and this is not to say that he will have a better career than Serge Ibaka, because that would be amazing. Oh, um, yeah. But he can. You draft I mean, that guy number yeah. one if you know that he's going to have a career like Serge Ibaka in this yeah, draft. Really? In this draft? Really? In this draft. If, yeah. if, in this draft, if, I, if you go to every GM and say, hey, Okongu is going to have Serge Ibaka's career. How many drafts have top five player that at least one of the top five player that are better than Ibaka? I think almost every draft has. What about yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean Oladipo. I would take Oladipo career over Ibaka's. He's had a very good two years. Yeah, that that is true, but the the year that he had. The year that he had so was much, was very good. Yeah, better than any year. That Ibaka is so good, though, man. He was he was yeah. he was he was very good. I just I mean maybe I think you're probably you're probably right. Not number one, but in the top three, you probably take yeah him. yeah I know you, 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 yes probably I mean, not over uh, Lamelo Ball or Anthony no. Edwards, but no, yeah, I think those that, are I still yeah. I think that you would probably take him over Hayes at this point. If you knew that he was going to be that good, and certainly over Halliburton, if you knew he was going to uh, be that good, um, yeah, if you yeah, knew I, it for sure, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yes, of course, yes. But yes. I, the the certainty of having any Ibaka in your roster is something that I probably exchange just for the upside of Lamelo and uh, yeah, and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I and I like him as a player. If he's there at five. I would you have to think really hard. Also, 
I mean, let's say it's between he and James Wiseman and Sam Presti comes to you and says, hey, you get to decide. Okongwu or Wiseman, who are you taking? Um, it's basically choosing between Ibaka and Rudy Gobert, if everything pans out. Yeah. I mean, the, the ceiling of Wiseman is is shooting Gobert, and the ceiling of Okongwu is Ibaka with solid hands. I think that in the modern era and with the team that OKC has and the playtime and blah, 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 I think I would go Okongwu mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. But but this is mainly because I, I got to see a bunch of Okongwu and I like a lot of things that he does. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what kind of guy Wiseman is. And this is probably what, 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 came down, what it comes down to because if you know that Wiseman is a guy that really wants to improve, that says the right thing, that has the, the brain in the right spot, then maybe you take some someone like him. Because if you get a Gobert with a three-point shot, then of course you, you take him. Of course. I mean, uh, to guard on the perimeter. And 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 so, I mean, it's it's very hard. It's very hard. But I think, again, uh, coming back to the, to the like general idea that I know that this is this is not a good draft, but this because of this reason, um, you have a, a real possibility to 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 trade up and to get yeah. some someone that maybe will not be a starter, like a, an all star, but mm-hmm. it could very well be one of your starters when your team is ready, and and you need those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's extremely interesting to think about because I think it is a possibility in this draft, like you said. Uh, okay, next question from Christian R. Uh, Golden State Warriors, Andre Iguodala, TPE, and their pick this year for Gallo on a sign-in trade. Will the Warriors say yes? What contract details would Gallo accept? Three or $17 million per year? Who should the Thunder target with that pick? We actually just actually had that conversation before we answered this question who we would target. Um, if they did have, let's say they had number two and I think Anthony Edwards is like a guy that in a lot of mock drafts goes number one. Mm-hmm. So let's say Anthony Edwards is gone uh, in this case. Um, I don't think that they would take just Gallinari for yeah. that pick. I yeah. don't, I think you'd, I mean, you'd have to take back Andrew Wiggins. You'd have to give them Schroeder and probably. Your pick, for sure. The You mean the Denver pick? Yeah. Yeah, you, you give yeah. them the Denver pick, you give them Schroeder. And probably another young player. Like, yeah. I see them asking for a guy like Terrence Ferguson or even a guy like, I don't know if it's feasible, uh, maybe a guy like. I don't know if they want Lou Dort. But, yeah, they would. Uh, t- I mean, you could give him Ferguson. You could. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's say they said. I don't think they would say yes to really. I don't know if they would say yes to any of these. But I think that they would say yes if they somehow get extremely unlucky and their pick is the third, and Lamelo and Anthony Edwards are gone. Okay, and so it makes basically no difference between their pick and New York's or whatever. Yeah. Um, Let's say that that's the case. Let's say they have three and LaMelo and Edwards are gone. Cause I think that if Edwards is gone, that you, we would take LaMelo 
pretty yeah, yeah, easily. I think that's an easy choice. The, but, the IQ of Lamelo and, and the, the, they could really use him. Yeah. Even if he's not a shooter, if you, even if it's not ready. The fact that he can thrive in a passing heavy environment. Mm-hmm. I think it's out of the question that he can thrive. Not that he will, but that he can. Yeah. And if I am a general manager, I don't want to get Gallinari uh, that I can probably sign uh, with. Maybe not, but I mean, you can get a good player for eight millions and having Lamelo Ball. And I would, you would be crazy to do. A trade like that, I yeah. think, if you have the possibility, if you have either the number one or the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would probably go Killian Hayes. Still, like, and no, and no Gallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 makes sense as well. I mean, I think he pair. I think he pairs well with, um, with SGA because he's he's got size. He can kind of can be a secondary ball handler he's got really good feel for the game he's not yeah. a he's not a great athlete which is your one of your main concerns and if you want to hear a bigger breakdown of him you can go listen to thunder after dark um but yeah he to me he's super interesting as a player um that can just do a lot of things i mean he's not your typical thunder player in that he can shoot pass and dribble um and he's really crafty and that's to have your one and two and your one being Shea just be these like dynamic, crafty, can score all over the court kind of guys. To me, that is just so intriguing. And Hayes is really young. He's 18. Uh, yeah. I'm, I would be very intrigued by a backcourt of those two if it were possible. I don't think that they get a pick that's that high. But Hayes still could be there at five, you know, in the scenario that we talked about. And th- yeah, that, but, that kind of dynamic is really interesting to me. Yes, but I don't think that is um, feasible with the just the TPE and Gala. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, will probably yeah. net you uh, a top 20 protected 2021 pick from the Warriors. Sure. That I don't think they, I don't know if they have it or not. Yeah, um, I don't know either. Let me see trade restrictions. Uh, yeah, I think that they have the pick next year. And so, yes, I, I think that they c- could give you like either 2021 or 2022 um, or even like one of Minnesota's first. Um, like they can give you the the best between theirs and Minnesota's uh, because it was uh, the one of me protected. Yeah. I'm not sure they're giving that one up. Yeah. Me neither. But um, I, I I see them giving you a good assets. If you give them like a solid amount Mm -hmm. in return. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, even the trade that I was suggesting to you before uh, we start recording, like Schroeder, Gallo, Tiffer. Yeah, that sounds very nice, very productive, but I don't see any executive giving you a top five pick because of that. Yeah. Um, in the end, if they are desperate with Andrew Wiggins, like clearly desperate because he's breaking their locker room and 
the old guy like Steph Curry comes to you and say, I don't want to see that guy here whenever <laughs> we start the season. <laughs> then yeah. you trade whatever to, to get rid of him. And I yeah. think that Presti will be the first in line to get Andrew Wiggins for multiple reasons. Um, but unless something like that happens, uh, which we saw that happening in like the Russell Westbrook trade because uh -huh. it was harder in demand. Uh, but unless something like that happened, and I don't see Steph Curry being that kind of player, um, yeah, he's not. I don't see that happening. For yeah. real. But but maybe an asset, maybe even two assets of different kind, like in the future, protected, something like that. Swaps, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next question from Matt Miguel D. I mean, can we just trade Chris Paul back to Houston for Russ and then trade him... <laughs> To those two weirdos in Brooklyn, dude's about <laughs> dude's about to be one of the most hated players by the fan base, turned to be one of the most appreciated, and then turned back to being the most hated again with KD if this trade happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a hilarious. Can scenario. you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, like that happening! I don't see. Uh, well, let's. I don't think that Chris Paul wants to be anywhere close to Houston anymore. No, I think he, I he, think they're done. I think the yeah, they're they're done, done with, with one another. So yeah, it would be funny. Uh, Timothy H. It's funny how I can see the flaws with trade proposals from another team. You want us to give you Chris Paul and give back and a pick for players that we don't even want. Uh, but yeah. then I can turn around and think Steven Adams for Ennis and Jason Tatum might actually work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's just that's just kind of the the fans' perspective, and it's it's that's why it's good to talk with somebody from that's like it, like from the other side. Like when I talk to Smeltz, I mean, like that's his point of view that if we're getting Chris Paul's contract is so big, we need a pick back. But as a Thunder fan and Thunder person that covers the team, I know that there's no way they're doing that. That's just not yeah. in the cards for OKC. They're not giving up picks to get rid of Chris Paul. That's just not going to happen, even if a lot of other fan bases think that. And so it's good to be able to kind of balance that out. Because, um, I mean, even hearing from Mike, I mean, how many people are out there saying that DeAndre was the better center this year. I mean, it's just, you haven't really heard that perspective and somebody that watched every game, I think that you probably appreciate that perspective a little bit more. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, can we talk a little bit about the Brooklyn trade right away? Because I think yeah. there are ways in which you can kind of fulfill whatever sure. uh, their idea is. And yeah, I, mean, I do want to mention Evan W really quick. Cause he just, he okay. just asked for a realistic Chris Paul trade. And what they what they could get back? Could they get back an actual asset? I do think the Thunder will get back an asset for Chris Paul. I do yeah. believe that will happen. Um, but well, yeah, let's go through this one. Um, suppose that Detroit stays around six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. A pick between five and ten. I don't know where they are projected to pick right now. Uh, maybe even outside the ten. Um, do do you have it by hand? like the Detroit forecast forecasted position in the draft. Mm, hold on just a second. Well, um, anyway, uh, suppose that 
If you're Brooklyn, you're okay giving away Dinwiddie. Five. Uh, oh, five. Well, okay. Then it's likely to be either... Like, it's unlikely to be higher than five. It's more likely to be between five and ten. Um, I think it's reasonable to think that Brooklyn will be okay giving up Dinwiddie, Prince, and Harris by a sign and trade. I don't think that is too much. I really think that Harris is a tough loss because he's a crazy good shooter and you probably need shooters. Um, but you also get a very, very good spot-up shooter in Chris Paul. You have an extremely good spot-up shooter in KD uh, and also Kyrie. So, and you can keep Kyrie Levert. So you have four plus shooters that can stay on the court at the same time, uh, plus a non-shooting center. So I think that um, it's tough to see Dinwiddie gone, and uh, Prince is not such a big of a loss. Uh, and, and and Harris, again, it's a casualty of the trade. Um, so Denver, uh, sorry, sorry, Detroit receives Dinwiddie, Harris, Prince, and OKC uh, pick via Denver. Brooklyn gets CP3 and OKC gets Detroit first. Mm-hmm. I think that Detroit can clean enough cap space uh, to absorb um, those three players directly. If they cannot, then they can either guarantee uh, Tony Snell or whatever salary they, they, they have, like Derrick Rose or whatever contract that they can uh, give up in the trade to make it work. But I think that they can create enough cap space to to take 34 35 millions and um and if you are brooklyn 35 millions going away allow you to take back chris ball so i think that a trade like this is actually feasible um i don't think that in this draft you can get better players or better future value than dinwiddie harrison prince yeah, uh, especially oh, if you pick gosh. between five and ten. Yeah, no, that's a great um, deal for them. And again, I do think that this works. Probably, like every team has something to say. Like, well, maybe I'm not getting what exactly what I want. Uh, but in the end, if you get Harris, Prince, and Dinwiddie plus Blake Griffin, you have a very solid season. Yeah, uh, with Luke Kennard, you don't have to give away Luke Kennard. You don't have to give away Seko Dumbuya, nor you do Christian Wood. That you can later extend. This is very important that you don't reach an extension before this trade. You have to do it later. Um, so you have a very good case to come back to the playoffs with that core. Uh, if you're Brooklyn, then you get an extremely good superstar. And it's, yes, it's a big salary, but you already have your best five players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can argue you have six because you have two very good centers. And so I don't see them, like, I don't see the Chris Paul salary being such an issue for for a team like Brooklyn. Like, what do you do with that with that cap space? Probably nothing anyway. It's only a matter of tax. But if you are if you have KD Kyrie and you don't plan to pay the tax, you're really the oh, so yeah, I, I they're paying the tax. so it's and then you have like former Thunder sensation Timothy Luau Caparo. So what oh, else yeah. you can ask? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that is a very interesting idea. I think there are a lot of creative ways to get this done. I think that's a, a yeah. trade that's amenable to everybody, honestly. I mean, if you're 
I mean, Chris Paul has been so good for OKC. And if you're trying yeah. to win the title next year and you can add Chris yeah. Paul to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, great. He can play alongside other guards. We've seen it. We've seen yeah. it all year. And it's been one of the best lineups in the NBA. Yeah, uh, it would be a crazy luxury tax. Like we are talking about a payroll of around 150, 160 million, <laughs> which will like have a tax ballooning towards, I don't know, more than 200 millions in tax and salary, probably something like that. Yeah. It would be like an outrageous uh, salary. But if you win the title, it's all worth it. Yeah. If I have to pick them to win the title, even with Chris Paul, I would, it would be an art pass for me. It would probably be second round and out. But anyway. If Kevin's 100%, let's say Kevin just what? comes back 100%. Oh, yeah. That that will not happen. Well, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying what if. If he did, then, if? I would, okay. then they could win the East for sure. Yes, the East. Uh, tell me. Like, tell me for real. Suppose that the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Warriors are... 100% healthy uh-huh. and the Warriors somehow do the trade with OKC and get mm-hmm. Schroeder and, and Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Would you pick the Nets against any of these teams? Can you? And suppose that somehow, yeah. I don't know how, the, um, the Boston Celtics get a real center uh-huh. somehow. Would you pick the Brooklyn Nets against any of those teams? As a favorite. I don't know, but I want a Warriors-Nets finals so bad. <laughs> if it's I not going to be a, if it's not going to be the Thunder, just give me Warriors-Nets. Because really? Kevin Kevin Durant versus the Warriors would be the storylines would be incredible. Yeah, but we will get nuts kicker uh like on a bus. <laughs> or or Kevin Durant. I mean, this seems a lose lose situation. Oh, it would be so great. Oh, Draymond Green <laughs> guarding Kevin. Oh, it would yeah. be so great. Yeah, that would be he great. Would be, he would be great. It would be a great series. That would be way, very. That would be very fun. Yeah, I don't see the Nets yeah. getting there either. I don't. But Chris Paul has been wonderful, and he made yeah. trick them into thinking that they could get there. And you know what? Like I would be rooting for the Nets because I would at this point I'd be rooting for Chris oh. Paul to get a title. Oh, even a Russ hater, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Russ could get there too, I mean, if it were the Rockets versus the Nets, God, I hate the Rockets so much. God, I hate Kevin so much. There's just it's yeah. it's real. That's a really difficult one. I think I might just. LeBron too. I think I think I might just start covering college basketball at that point. Maybe that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, you can. But you I can still cover the NBL. It's a pretty yeah. crazy league. <laughs> but I would I, I would want I would want Chris to get a title though. I mean that would be good. And obviously Russell. And I, somehow if we could exclude Kevin from it, that would be great. Um, but yeah. It's to me there. It's just such a a wild scenario that feels strange, but it's like it's totally possible. I mean, if I would have told yeah. you, you know, a year ago today, yeah, you know, Russell's going to be on the Rockets. You'd be like, no, 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 no. There's no way. You know, Kevin's going to be a Brooklyn Net. What? No, 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 no. I mean, these guys just move around like crazy now, and so yeah. these scenarios aren't outlandish. 
Uh, speaking of Chris Paul, I am going to attach the um, the phone interview that he had uh, with the Thunder Media from last week. I'm going to try to chop it up and cut out, kind of trim the fat from it for you. Um, but he's got some interesting answers. I mean, really, wh- what was your main takeaway or what was the most interesting thing to you? Um, I think that the most interesting thing was the uh, absolute, like he was very adamant on the time that they need in order to prepare for the uh, restarting of the season. Yeah. Um, when they proposed to him two weeks, he basically laughed at it. I mean, two weeks is too narrow of a period to uh, be back in in good shape. And so I think that, that this was the main point. And it's one of the points that it's really uh, in their hands. Because if the player association say, well, it's four weeks or we don't have anything, um, it will be four weeks or two and a half if the negotiation go well uh, for the league. Um, yeah. But this is something that I think it will be important for us to understand because even if some teams open early, uh, un- like until every single team had at least a month to prepare, I don't see them restarting. Unless somehow they can move those teams that cannot practice to locations where they can. And it's incredibly difficult to do that yeah. because you have to put them on a plane. You have to arrange uh, extra security, extra nurses, extra doctors and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but this is something that to me was extremely interesting and well said from Chris Paul, because really you are risking injuries. You are risking um, being just not in game shape, like no players uh, with uh, contract on, on the line one want to look bad i mean it's it's really possible that in this period you you lost something uh, i mean being in your apartment i mean some player probably don't even have um, a, a basket in their in their garden maybe they don't have a garden they, yeah. they just have to practice at home like we do like normal guys do and yes you can keep yourself in good shape but but this is not nba shape and so i think that the um, uh, the player association will draw a line, a hard line. And, mm-hmm. and that is something that was really interesting. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, yeah, give it a listen. Let us know. Go ahead and give us a comment on the Athletic app if you're an Athletic subscriber. If you're not, you can get a free 90-day trial uh, if you will go to theathletic.com. Uh, so let me know if you need a link for that. Just tweet at me and I'll, I'll get it to you uh, if that doesn't get you there. Uh, but free 90-day trial. Make sure that you go to the Athletic app. Comment on the down, this Down to Dunk episode uh, that will be mentioned on uh, an episode following it. Probably not Wednesday because that's our trivia night. But then Friday, um, we will likely cover those. So make sure that you uh, subscribe and comment. It means a lot to us. Hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy the Chris Paul interview, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Maddie, why don't we start off with you with the first question, okay? Awesome. Sounds good. Hey, Chris. Hope you're doing well and holding up in these circumstances. Um, Thank you. I want to start with uh, you guys recently, the 
Players Association, the league decided to withhold 25% salaries in case of a force majeure. I was wondering if you could explain to us how you guys reached that decision and what other options were discussed there. <laughs> you just want to know a whole meeting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ten, 10 minutes is fine. I'll take it. Oh, no. Well, I mean... Uh, I think I think the probably the easiest answer is, you know, we discussed it as the executive committee, obviously, uh, first, and then we took it to our players, and just as we do uh, pretty often on uh, any big decision that's going to affect our players, we we have a conversation about it, and that was what we ultimately came to. Next up, uh, Eric Horn with a question. Chris, how you doing, man? What's going on, Eric? I'm doing fine, man. Um, wanted to kind of ask you about, you know, just rhythm conditioning. Um, you know, with the season stopping when it did, I think I think LeBron a couple of weeks ago he kind of mentioned something on a podcast. He said, you know, this is the time where you're getting ready for the playoffs. He felt like he was kind of turning a corner, rounding third base, so to speak. Um, rhythm conditioning standpoint, how does the season stopping when it did affect a player like yourself and, and some of your teammates? Um, you know, I think what we're all figuring out, and it's not just me, but uh, all of us, even y'all in the environment, is that this is new, this is uncharted territory for all of us, right? So there's no normal, like this is the new normal for the time being. So, um, yeah, it's different in that, you know, the playoffs would have started, I think, a few days ago. You know, so obviously uh, your body, you know, in a different year at this point in time than it would be, obviously, if we were playing. So uh, if we were to get back to playing, uh, it would just be an adjustment, you know, I think for everyone. So, um I don't know. I, I think that's almost living on those what ifs, you know, like, damn, if this wouldn't have happened, if this wouldn't, but it, but it's here, it's now. So you have to uh, figure out how to adapt and be better. Thanks, Chris. Next up, uh, Jenny Carlson. Go ahead, Jenny. Hey, Chris. Hope you're well. Thank you, Jenny. Hey, can Thanks. Hey, can you just, uh, I know we've all been keeping an eye on what's happening in other places as other countries come out of, you know, their shutdowns and the leagues. And I know baseball is being played in Korea, but in China, they were having trouble getting basketball going. How mindful of you are, what else is, uh, are you of what else is happening? And what are some of the things that maybe you're taking away from, from those other places as you look at what might be next? Um, you know, it's funny. I didn't notice how for real playing baseball. You know, I, I now pay attention, um, to a certain extent, um, and get as much information as I can. But I think, um, what we have the benefit, um, with our league and specifically the NBA is that we're, we're, we're leaders, you know, so we, um, uh, we can't go by what, anyone else is doing or what everyone else is doing. I think uh, we've always showed um, that we try to be um, 
uh, proactive in, in different situations. And um, even even with this situation, when we stopped the season, you know, I don't think we waited on this or waited on that. You know, once the situation presented itself that, that night, uh, I think games started getting canceled that night. And then the next day, I think we suspended the season. So, um with, with our league and with the union and with Adam, I think uh, when, when everything is safe for for everyone, I think that's when we'll we'll win. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Uh, next up, we have Nick Gallo with the Thunder. Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking the hey, time to talk to us today. How's it going? Uh, I'm well, and you? Good, good, good. Uh, I was just curious uh, about your, you know, your leadership during this time. I know that's so important to you, and uh, and I'm just wondering how you've been able to maintain that with the guys, and what's been important to you uh, in that regard during this time. Um, man, uh, you talking about as far as our team? Yeah, yeah, with with the Thunder. Um, you know. We, we've had a couple of Zoom calls now and where we just got a chance to call and, I mean, talk and connect with each other and actually see one another. So I think that's been really good. Uh, guys trying to communicate as, as, as best as possible, just checking in on each other. Um, I think the staff has done a great job of trying to make sure that guys um, have, you know, weights or whatever that is to try to, you know, keep up the strength and, and the working out. But the biggest thing is... You've been muted. To unmute yourself, press star six. A few vets on our team, like uh, DS and Evo and Mike McCullough and Merlin and some of those guys. But for the guys like Dave, uh, even Shay, I think, you know, when Shay plays so well, people forget that this is his second year. We're just trying to talk and communicate with them guys as much as possible about, you know, competing with yourself during this time. I think that's, that's the thing we try to stay focused on. Thanks, Chris. Next up, no uh, Steve McGeehy. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm well, and you? I'm doing fine. We have, we have one eye in the sky here with, since we're in tornado season here in Oklahoma. There's a lot of hypotheticals out there, but would you be sure. okay jumping right into the playoffs if you get back to playing and possibly playing back-to-backs? Of course, everyone here wants to see the season resume, but would you be okay with just going right to the playoffs? You know, for, for me, and this is like telling you for real, for real, like we, we want to play. We just want to play. You know, um, we're trying to figure out what that looks like. You know, and for me to just throw out a hypothetical, obviously, too, in the seat that I sit in, you know, some people might say, oh, that's what's going to happen. But like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I don't know. I think right now I'm just more focused on playing, playing in some form or fashion. You know, we was on our call the other day, and I was like, uh, I mean, thankfully, I'm not complaining by any means, like the fact that I have a goal here at my house that I can shoot on. But, uh, you know, I haven't shot in a gym or anything. Thanks, Chris. Uh, right, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Next up, go ahead, Myron Patton. 
Okay, I think I was muted. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I, we can hear you, Chris. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, last time I shot inside of a gym was uh, uh, layup lines against the Jazz. Got it. I mean, so I think uh, you know everyone uh, is just itching to play. Gotcha. Thank you. Okay. Next up, go ahead, Myron Patton, with your question, please. Myron, you still there? All right, we'll move on to Cliff Brunt. Go ahead, Cliff. Cliff off the line. Okay. Cliff Brunt, are you there? You had a question? Okay. Are you there? Yep. Go ahead, Cliff. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that we, we talked a little bit about money before. Um, first of all, do you feel that the number that uh, was come up with was fair? And then was it a big deal at this point, or was it more of a situation where there was kind of some understanding given the circumstances? Say that one more time. Okay, the the numbers that they came up with in terms of cutting back salaries, uh, do you feel that that is a fair number? And then uh, is that something that was a big issue or was it something where there was just kind of some understanding on the player's side given the situation overall? Uh, just like with anything, it was negotiations. We talked, uh, you know, we talked among our players, among the body. Uh, we went back to the league and just like, a lot of things that I don't think people realize are discussions. This was was one one another one of many, but obviously it made headlines. So it's, it's one of many discussions that we're always having. But I don't think it was some like this blown out of proportion thing. Just so not as big a deal as people are making it. Then I mean. I think the climate of the world right now is a big deal, you know? So with any and everything, um, decisions have to be made and we discuss them. Thanks, Chris. No problem. Ray Trantham, you have a question? And this is John Reed here. Just wanted to jump in real quick. If you want to hit star six, that'll unmute your line if anybody's having trouble with that. So, again, you can star six to mute and then un unmute your line when asking a question. Okay. Can you hear me now? We can hear you, Brady. Yep. Okay. Hey, Chris. Uh, hope you're doing well, and thanks for uh, taking the time again today. <sighs> no problem. All right. Um, well, you know, kind of on that same subject, Chris, um, whether you guys went on to – you know, win a title or lose at some point in the playoffs. I mean, just just because that this team had so many weird factors going into the season, um, so many just factors during the season, of course, and how you guys were able to perform. I mean, what's what's the loss in this team potentially not having an ending, with the ending basically being that road win against Boston? Okay. One more time. What's the question? I, I heard another I'm sorry. Um, 
you know, with the season being on, like being suspended, I mean, what is truly the loss with this team potentially not having an ending, whatever the ending might've been just in your opinion, what's the loss of this team not having an ending? Oh man. I, I've said it a number of times. It's one of the funnest years I've had in the league, just with our team, you know, uh, Oh man, I don't. I don't even like to even think about that. To tell you the truth, um, I get excited with our Zoom calls because uh, it, it like makes me more and more confident that we're gonna find a way, you know, and um, get back to playing. Because um, we we spend a lot more time with each other than we do with our actual family, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. When you're on a team like we have, where there's like genuine happiness for, for each other, uh, you always want to see, um, you know what what you can achieve. You know, so um, I'm just uh, obviously eager, like any and everyone else, that if we can find, you know, the safest way for not only for us but everyone involved in the game. So we can get back to play. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. We have time for two more. Uh, Curtis Fitzpatrick, you're up next. Hey, Chris. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Hey, um, if you guys are able to get back um, playing, I don't know, sometime in the summer or whenever, how long would it take for you and for the team to go through conditioning and get prepared again to get back to being able to play at an NBA level? That's a good question. You know, and it's funny. Like, I, I get, like, in what we're dealing with right now is a lot of hypotheticals, but um, I, I don't know. You know, and this is the thing with you having – 450 players in the league and being in a situation like this where some guys have access to weight rooms, some guys don't, you know, some, some guys have access to facilities where they can train, where they can do this, where they can run. You just never know. And that's why, uh, whatever happens, right. It always, and I, and I say this and I mean this, um, we always go back to the players. You know, I'm just letting you know, and I mean, I don't think the league would do it anyway, but if they was like, hey, we got two weeks, you know, and then we're gone, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. So what, whatever the amount of time is, just know that players will, will have uh, input and say so because we're, we're the ones that, that's playing, and that comes first. We don't ever want to uh, put guys in a situation where their injury risk is uh, higher than ever before. So, yeah, I, I don't know because it varies from, from player to player, you know. But I should at least got to be three to four weeks. At least four weeks. Thanks, man. And and for the last question, we'll try Myron again. Myron. Yeah, Chris, appreciate this, there man. I hope everything's good with you. Um, yes, the A um, lot of different scenarios, like you said, that nobody really knows what's going to happen or anything like that. 
but other leagues have talked about sequestering players, put them in a bubble, uh, things of that nature. With the players association, how would that, I mean, you personally, but even just the players in general, how do you think that would go over uh, if the uh, league presented that to you, maybe playing in one venue or one spot to get the uh, remainder of the season in? Um, you know, all that sounds good and well, but there's so many layers that would have to come into play for that to even happen. So for us as players to even, you know, try to say what we do this, what we do that, we would have to know exactly uh, what that looks like. So as as more information comes in, I'm I'm sure you guys like to know seriously, but you know, it's probably somebody that's like, hey, they could all come play in my backyard, or they could all come do this. So it's it's a lot of hypotheticals out there, and that's great that people are brainstorming, and it's nice that everybody wants us to get back to play. But I think uh, safety of you know the players, the families, the fans, everyone, every all that comes before any of that. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Chris, very, very much for your time. Um, hope you and the family are doing well. Really appreciate the time, man. And no problem. Uh, and uh, stay um, safe. Sorry, guys, too, if I if I answer something. Like I tried to answer the question as best as possible, but this is, if I say one thing, this is such an interesting situation that we're all in because. Um, in a lot of situations when you're in the league, a lot of times guys will come to you and be like, hey, what's the league thinking about doing as far as this? Or, um, you know, is this going to happen at, uh, during the playoffs? Or this thing getting added to the, the All-Star game? And it's a matter of getting, like, to the top or to Adam to find out if it's true. But this is a situation where no one knows, like, the the virus is actually in complete control, you know? So, I I mean, I seriously try to answer things as best as I could, but this is one of the things where it's not like I got the answers and I'm just not telling you. It's like, you right. really don't know. Right. I understand. We, we appreciate it, Chris. We appreciate that your time, you know, helping everybody out here. It's big time. And stay safe, yeah. man, all right? All right, no problem. Y'all take it easy. Yeah, thank, thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.